Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Recently, I've been receiving a whole ton of messages from students asking about the application cycle. Everything from the basics like writing a CV and cover letter to much more specific questions, things like how does a group exercise work in an assessment center when everything's being done completely virtually online because of the pandemic? Or how do you build rapport with someone when it's being done via Zoom instead of in person? So with the help of my colleague, Zhao Yuzhang, we're hopefully going to unlock a few trade secrets and take a deep dive into some of these questions through a series of episodes, career-focused, so you feel as best prepared and as confident as you can be when applying for roles in finance. So good luck, I hope it's useful, and let's get to it. Okay, welcome back to the latest careers series, and I've got Zhao on the call with me, and we're going to go over group exercises. And so just to remind you, this is a new series we're going to do every Wednesday, we'll drop a new episode where we're going to deep dive into different questions that we get from lots of students from all around the world talking about different things. So help on how to network, uh, virtual assessment centers and everything in between. So today, again, is group exercises. And obviously, this is one of the most challenging parts, certainly of an assessment center for sure. And it's how do you navigate that? But before we go into the several tips and tricks that I know Zhao is going to share, what is the structure, Zhao, of a, of a group exercise? Like, give me the overall framework so that everyone's on the same page. Sure, no problem. Um, good to be back, everyone. And um, yeah, so group exercise, I think, in my opinion, probably one of the trickiest part of a super day or assessment center. Reason because... Um, you know, you don't really get to try on the error at this particular uh, uh, part beforehand, you know, like interviews or high views and so on. You have multiple chances uh, at different occasions. The group exercise a lot um, of it, you know, when, when people encountering assessment centers seems quite, quite, quite strange or, or new to them. What is it exactly? Generally speaking, it is an assessment focusing on your soft skills. Uh, and sometimes they do embed some technical 
content uh, being assessed into that too. Uh, and it involves you being locked up in a room. No, not escape room, this one, uh, but, <laughs> but locked up in a room uh, with, you know, somewhere between five to uh, uh, seven other candidates. Uh, and you have to complete a certain task. And that could be working together to finish a project. Uh, it could be that you each have a uh, potential uh, proposal and then you need to figure out the best proposal out there uh, for specific scenario and so on. Join with you in the room will be uh, one or two assessors from the firm and they will be sitting there with you for the entire duration, could be anywhere between 30 minutes all the way up to an hour um, and really observe you and watch you and, and tick off the, the appropriate boxes. And uh, some of the group exercise at the end also entails a presentation, um, but it could be optional for some. Yeah, so that's in a nutshell what it is. Just a, a quick question there as you're explaining that. The assessors who are there kind of monitoring you, can you engage with them or not? You, yeah, I mean, I guess you, you can, but, but usually what they will do is at the beginning when, when they get you in the room, they will you know, brief you about what's going on and explain the task to you. You all have some time, for example, to ask any questions you might be unclear about. For example, do we need to do a presentation? Uh, how long is the presentation? If they haven't mentioned, um, you know, maybe uh, some details about the task or, or the document you've received. Uh, but usually during the exercise, unless it's something that, that prevents the, the entire project from moving on, then, then there, there's typically no interaction between the assessor and the, 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 the interviewee, if you like. They're, they're kind of quietly observing. Okay, cool. Well, look, before we go into the kind of checklist of tips, the one thing I guess, such as with everything with applications uh, and performing under pressure, preparation mm. is key. And so I know one of the first Absolutely. things you wanted to talk about was what can you do, I guess, even before <laughs> this whole group exercise commences. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So as I mentioned, there's, you know, the group exercise really focuses on your soft skill. And with many things in life, you know, it's not something that, you know, it just comes to you in a short instance. So to do well in group exercise, the, the best suggestion I can give is to really try to put yourself in similar opportunities or scenarios, you know, in your day to day. So, for example, um, you know, try to uh, do group work uh, at university or maybe join a society and uh, a, a committee or something and essentially take up various types of projects around you to really practice your soft skills like your communication, leadership, um, problem solving and so on. These kind of skills really takes a long time to, to nurture. So, so that's point number one and, and certainly takes a long time. The other point more immediate to, you know, for example, when you're preparing for assessment center or group exercise specifically to a firm, well, you should certainly try to, you know, prepare beforehand by talking to people potentially who have been through that process in recent years. For example, uh, your seniors from the same university, uh, you know, one year above you because even though they're not actually in the same batch as you, but actually typically a lot of firms with this type of stuff, it's kind of a, a fixed style of how they assess people. Yes, there are adjustments from year to year and certainly after COVID things have turned virtual, but a lot of the frameworks won't change uh, you know, uh, that, that much. So by talking to someone who have been through that recently, you'll be able to gather some valuable information. 
from that. And also make the most of um, when HR emails you about, congratulations, you've got to the assessment center. You know, they usually ask you, do you have any questions, right? Do ask them, for example, for more information about maybe the duration of the group exercise, uh, what's the typical style and so on. Um, you know, the worst case might be that they just say, sorry, I can't tell you, but you know, you got nothing to lose, right? So, so really prepare as much as you can beforehand in the longer term, but also uh, once you receive the, the, the invitation from the firm too. So you mentioned their time. Uh, and I'd imagine mm. that one of the key kind of characteristics of a group exercise is to put a time constraint to add some pressure to the dialogue and the interaction. Yeah. So how, how's best to manage that when, as you said, there could be seven people jostling for minutes, game time. So any advice sure. on that? Yeah, so so they, I, I guess this is part of the, the the plan or the preparation beforehand as well to have a game plan. But you know, it depends on the firm. Some firms don't reveal to you how long the group exercise part is beforehand, so then you can't have a precise like ten minutes this, ten minutes that, and so on. But you should still be able to have a general plan. And certainly, once you have the uh, uh, you know overall or, or structure even if it's like at the beginning of the group exercise right on that spot uh, virtually or physically you should have a game plan and you know you should think about right not just what do you do over the next for example 30 minutes but more think about as a group how do we navigate the next 30 minutes to make sure that as a group we can you know uh, successfully complete the task and Typically, uh, you will receive some documents. So a good idea would be to spend five to 10 minutes, depending on the amount of documents uh, uh, you have to go through, to really just read through the content first, to understand the scenario in detail and so on. And then usually it would be wise to, or I would suggest to assign uh, a fixed amount of time for discussion where everyone gets to contribute and talk about and so on. Um, usually someone should be looking after time here uh, so that you make sure you you don't go over time too much, um, which we can come to in a bit. It's a great way to showcase leadership too. Um, and then after that, uh, if there's a presentation involved, you usually at the end of the discussion, uh, you will need to leave time to certainly come to a conclusion. Um, it may involve voting or you know a, a few better ideas being put forward and then being being discussed on in detail and so on. Uh, and, and if there's a presentation involved, you might have to make something up and, and prepare for that. And uh, certainly for the presentation part, I would highly recommend always leave the last five minutes to do a practice run. Um, it, it's kind of odd because you will do the practice run in front of the assessors. And then afterwards, when you do the real one, you're doing it in front of the assessors too. But you know that doesn't jeopardize anything. Um, they can see actually you, you're very structured. So, so that type of game plan is very, very um, useful as well. So in this, the interaction, so say like the, the planning of what you're going to say in mm. between reminders and time checking and the practice, the practice presentation, stuff like that. So there's probably more as an individual participant listening to other people than there is actively talking. And one thing I've always observed with, with young people is a bit of a misconception, specifically in investment banking, where mm. it's kind of like, I must be heard and it's better to be, <laughs> it's better to be assertive and yeah. empathy levels are generally quite low um, because they want to kind of be seen and be heard. But empathy in the form of being good at listening to other people's point of views is, 
is a strength, right? But is that uh, is that Absolutely. something which assessors are looking for in a group exercise situation? Yeah, so so definitely, I I I want to just um, echo with what what you said there. It's not a race of who's the loudest, uh, and certainly, if for example, a thirty minute session doesn't mean you speak for fifty percent of it means you will definitely get through it's about constructive communication and certainly listening is a big part in my opinion and um i would say however though there are still tricks and tips with listening because you know you could argue yeah i'm a great listener so i've been listening intently for 30 minutes but if you don't showcase that then people won't know you've been listening carefully and intently for 30 minutes. They will just think you, you're sitting there, right? Kind of, kind of not doing much. So, so yes, you need to listen carefully, but also I think people need to pay attention to showcase that they're actually listening, make other people aware that they've been listening. So for example, you know, when you are listening to others, um, jot down notes, right? And sometimes, especially during the discussion part, if you can be the person who, kind of just wraps up saying, right, for example, we've had a great discussion, we need to move on, but uh, let me just quickly summarize, you know, the key points people discussed, right? It's a great way to showcase that you've been paying attention uh, and also a good way to, to showcase good teamwork. Um, other things, for example, uh, if you are trying to uh, communicate, during your communication, try to reference to what other people's been saying or even their name. For example, I really think um, uh, you know what Anthony said was fantastic. I want to echo on that point, and here's my thoughts and so on. So, so just show shows that you care about others and also uh, you've been listening. So, so yeah, definitely a, a big part, but but you need to showcase that too. Okay, so the the progression of this then for me is about. So how do you, it almost becomes like a real conscious thing you're almost worried about is the judgment. Okay, so I need to speak up, but I need to be perceived to be a good listener, but I need to be heard, but I need to show leadership. And yeah. so what's, how do you tie these pieces together? And how do you show things like leadership in a situation without coming across as being this dominant character inappropriately? Sure. I, I think this is why I, I emphasize on, you know, the, the, the best candidates usually in this section are the ones who have been, you know, practicing this a lot beforehand, right? And not necessarily deliberately for the sake of group exercise, just because the stuff they are involved in, society work, uh, maybe charity work, volunteering, and so on, uh, all kinds. And it's almost natural, right, to, to, to them to, to just, you know, be a good team player and demonstrate these, these skills. If you have to be on the spot trying to think about all the stuff and juggling that and also, um, you know, potentially the actual project, uh, making sure what you say makes sense and if it involves some more technical stuff, it becomes very complicated. And, and certainly under that high-pressure environment, you know, um, you, can, you can certainly imagine candidates uh, suffering from that. So, so my suggestion would be that, that really just practice beforehand um, as much as you can in, in your day-to-day. -day. And with regards to leadership, yes, absolutely. I, I would argue this is probably out of all the soft skills, the hardest one to showcasing a group exercise, just because, you know, it's not one of those situations where someone at the beginning, without having to, without having to say it, everyone knows, okay, this is the person who's in charge of the team. Right. Usually in a work environment, that could happen because, for example, uh, you have one senior person leading the team with, with a bunch of juniors. But here, everyone's, you know, everyone's a candidate. Right. So 
um, if, if you had someone at the beginning of the, the group exercise saying, hey, hey, everyone, I'm, I'm the leader, listen to me, please, you, you can imagine that that isn't necessarily going to go down well with anyone. So, so it's all about invisible leadership, as I call it. Um, and essentially, it's about a good team player and taking the opportunities to showcase your leadership as, as you know, appropriate. So for example, that, that summarizing discussion part I mentioned is a good way of showcasing it. Uh, another very, very common tip people will find on the internet is about being a timekeeper. So uh, this is the reason why it's, uh, people say it's a good leadership showcasing is because once you're in control of time, you can guide the flow of the whole discussion. For example, if you've been discussing too long on a section, you can be the person stepping out and say, hey, people, I appreciate we've had a great discussion, um, but we've only got 10 minutes left. Here's my thought on what we should do next. Um, and, you know, it naturally allows you to showcase leadership and so on. But of course, you know, they, they have to actually make good use of that. But again, I would argue, you know, that's not the only way. It, it, it's, it's just a, a good example. And, and I've actually seen, and including myself, uh, I remember when I was back in the days uh, in assessment center, one of the ones I went to, uh, myself and two others at the beginning, basically it was like a hundred meter race fighting to be the person to, to keep track of time because we all <laughs> learned the tip on the internet beforehand. Um, so, so, you know, you, you can get into funny situations like that kind of whose hand went up quicker first. Unfortunately, I didn't win that one, you know, someone else uh, got there before me. But, but, you know, that's just another example. Uh, however, there, there, there are certainly many, many more. Uh, even, for example, oh, sorry. Yeah, just, just, just a, a question then. That you, you refer to the fact that you've done assessment centers. I mean, for myself, mm. I've only ever done one in my entire life. But presumably, because you worked at a big US institution, you might, you've probably done a few, right? Can you talk from experience about that progression from AC1 to ac two, three, four, five, or however many you did. I mean, how, because I know a lot of students put a lot of pressure on themselves about, right, yeah. oh my goodness, I've made it through to the assessment center, which is normally a few hurdles leaped to get to that point. And then mm. I cannot fail now, but such is life, right? You need to fail to almost identify areas to improve. And so for you, from personal experience, did you, mm. did you, did you fail the first time? And, and I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I certainly did. I, actually, I was sharing this on, on LinkedIn yeah. last year about how I got rejected from, from my, my first uh, batch of spring insight applications and so on. And certainly with my first assessment center, you know, I wouldn't say it was the best of, of myself. Uh, and, and yeah, I definitely, you know, learned from that a lot. And I remember in particular to the group exercises example, I was super nervous to start because I had no idea what it entailed. Uh, I was fortunate enough that back then my university actually ran a mock group exercise. Um, and so I've attended one of those before. So at least I sort of had an idea, but, you know, it's, it's not quite the same because when you're in the real assessment center, people know maybe there's only a few spots, right? So, so the, the pressure is very different to when you're doing the senior relaxed environment inside mm. the university. Um, but I remember, you know, by the time I got to my, my second one in group exercise, I was a lot more relaxed. And actually I can start to, so going back to, for example, leadership, I remember I, in that particular situation, my group was fairly, I would say, 
uh, novice at, at the concept of group exercise. So people were kind of struggling to figure out what to do next and so on. So, so it was just natural for me to actually kind of say, right, hold on, we've discussed this and you know, take, a, take the lead a little bit to guide people down the right path, uh, just to make sure the team actually completes the project. Um, I would argue that was something in my first go, I didn't have the capacity to think about because yeah. it was just so nerve wracking, if that sort of makes sense. And, and yeah, with more practice, certainly we become better at things, but that's also why I say group exercise is tricky because it's, it, it, you don't really get the chance to practice it that much, I think. Mm. Yeah, so I, say, I guess practically, as you said, university mm. societies, debating teams, anything where I yeah. guess you're in that scenario. Soft skill yeah. training, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so another thing um, that I have had questions um, about is the idea of you get put with these randomly allocated groups mm. and you've kind of been with these people, let's say for a number of hours on that day, you've kind yeah. of sussed people out to a certain degree yeah. and you're, you get issued your group and you're like, oh no, I've just been given what I deem to be the weakest candidates. This is going to be really bad for me because my presentation, the conclusion of this group exercise, I know will be poor. Mm-hmm. And now I've got my views on this, but what are your views in terms of tackling that scenario? Yeah, so so I I get quite a lot of students. In fact, uh, just last week, some uh, a student of mine in Hong Kong came to me talking about this about a virtual, uh, um, you know, group exercise he he did, um, and and he was kind of talking about how, especially in a Q and A part, the the teammates basically just you know kind kind of ruin the whole thing but but in my opinion i i would say um you certainly should look on the bright side first thing uh it, it's quite interesting you, you will get people coming out of the same group exercise or say actually my teammates are really really bad right but how can it be how can it be there's only like you know that many there um but it's just sometimes you know under pressure especially we're trying to compete against others and we tend to you know, blame others a little, right, uh, on the stuff. But I would say if you happen to really bump into a situation where your teammates are not um, perhaps so, uh, uh, you know, so so suited to your working style uh, or you feel like it would, you know, drag the team down, I would argue with the right way of communicating with them and also if you are strong enough with your soft skills, it's actually a fantastic, you know, kind of opportunity for you to showcase yourself a lot more. Uh, um, because uh, going back to, for example, the, the case I said I went through in my second assessment center, because the rest of the group that I was with, I would argue that was probably less experience in the group exercise part, just because I, I had experience of failing the first time. Um, you know, I, I naturally had more opportunity to showcase myself because others, otherwise we would have just sat there not doing anything. Um, so, so really, I would suggest people just look on the bright side and, um, you know, take the lead, right? If people are not doing it right, take the lead. For example, in the Q&A, if someone said something wrong, um, you know, you can certainly chip in and try to make up for it and so on. Um, the, the, the interviewers, yes, they are there to observe the team, but, you know, your, your effort won't go without being noticed, essentially. Uh, so so that, that, that's certainly something I, I would 
uh, um, you know, strongly recommend people to think about having the right attitude and, and you know, if the opportunity is given, um, take it, showcase yourself. It, it, it's funny because it almost makes me feel quite critical of how I can only speak on behalf of the UK education mm. system works is that in a group exercise, say if I was at high school, for example, mm. Mm. or even at university, in fact, we get judged on the presentation, right? What's your mm. tangible yeah. outcome of these discussions? Not actually, yeah. how do we get to that point of then making this piece of material or this end mm. product? Mm. And so, yeah, it, 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 we're not really geared in a way, certainly in the UK, to steer that emphasis on the soft skills. It's just about the content at the end. So I, for me, this is where a lot of those students that have asked me specifically, I think they, they're misaligned a little bit because they get so focused on, well, the end presentation must be excellent because that's yeah. what they're getting marked on because that's what they yeah. used to be marked on. But what I think is the case is that's the opposite almost. It's about, you've only got say 30 minutes as a group to come up with a, a conclusion to a subject you might not know anything about, which is part of the challenge. Yeah. And so actually it's about the journey to that point, the discussions you've had, how that's been hosted and managed. That's what they're looking at. So if you're working with a team that you deem of low quality, where you know the output might not be fantastic comparative to other groups, don't sweat it. It's like the, the point is, as you've said, it's about, it's about those interactions that are key and that's what they're looking for. So yeah, I do, I do think it's not students' fault for thinking like that and putting so much emphasis on end products because that's how we're measured in our education system. But I do, I yeah. just want to flag that because I do think it gets a little bit lost in what, again, the purpose of what this, this, this firm's trying to attain is identified through the discussions more so, I think, than the, the presentation itself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, kind of just echoing with what you're saying and, and on a slightly kind of related point, but, but different, is how I see a lot of students, you know, are so worried about the technicals. Uh, mm. when, and it's not just for finance, uh, for, for all kinds of industries. But, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I think certainly you need to prepare for your industry understanding, your, your commercial awareness, your technicals. But at the end of the day, you know, I always say to, to the student I encounter, have you ever thought why the final stage is actually, for example, interview or, you know, things like group exercise? Uh, it's because they really need to get to know who you are, because especially in finance, you are going to be, you know, like it or not, stuck with your colleagues for a long time each day. And yeah, and if you're with people you, you can't get on with, uh, which a lot of this is down to soft skills and, you know, human interaction, then, then you're really going to struggle. Um, and and so, so typically at the final hurdle, most people there are very competent from a technical perspective already. Um, and then it's a case of which person suits the team more. And, and that's why they have this part observing how you interact with your team members, because to your point, that day-to-day -day process is, is in reality what they're going to have to go through. Um, you know, certainly outcome matters, but, but not just the outcome. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then to put it into context of the moment that we find ourselves in right now, which is the fact yeah. that things are being done online any any advice around the online group exercise or does everything still apply the same sure so for the virtual version everything structure wise is pretty similar 
So firms, for example, can utilize the Zoom breakout room and you can have somewhere, you know, six to eight candidates in the room having this discussion. They can, again, equally give you the, the, the virtual briefing beforehand or, or on the spot. And when you're in the room discussing, you usually have your webcam on, obviously make sure you dressed appropriately. Um, and then you will have the interviewers, you know, virtually in the room kind of observing you uh, there too. So the setup is actually very, very similar. I would say, uh, everything to look out for for online is very similar to offline, especially, for example, how to demonstrate yourself, listening to others, uh, make sure you speak up to showcase who you are and showcase what you're capable of. Um, but one thing, sometimes I would say students, just because it's virtual, students pay less attention to is just the, the attire, how you're dressed. Uh, so, so certainly make sure you, you know, imagine as if you're going to a physical one offline, right, just dress up the same way as you would but i would argue that's not just for the group exercise that's just for for any any virtual assessment you 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 attend otherwise everything else um treated the same i would say yeah yeah and on the attire side i would add whether this is just specific for me but it might resonate with others is that you know it's very seldom these days that i i put a i put a suit on and god forbid i'd wear a tie i don't think i'd remember how to do one up these days but let's say when i was going through that process yeah. Um, the putting on of those clothes, it's almost like a psychological uh, trigger. Mm. And that puts me then in game mode for the pursuit I'm about to undertake, which is like an mm. assessment center. So I don't know if that's the same for other people, but uh, certainly, you know, it's kind of like a sport. It's like your routine, right? And you've got to dress, to, you've got to dress for the purpose of the activity you're going to undertake in terms of psychologically, never mind just physically what you look like. I always thought that when I put that suit on, I'm like, right. Because whenever I put that suit on, it's normally mm. to interact in that um, circumstance. Environment, yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like uh, all of a sudden, the etiquette around my behavior, I kind Changes, of assume, yeah. I assume <laughs> stop putting on a Superman suit and you become Superman yeah. sort of thing. Like, you know, to, to put it in very loose terms, but you see what I mean. So I do yeah. think that that can have, you know, very positive psychological impact as well you know i know you're at home and i know from the, the volume of webcams that are not turned on when i lecture at universities <laughs> i know a bunch of you guys are at home sat in your pajamas in bed at midday but look you know how that makes you feel right and so flip that on its head and obviously you would do it that extreme in an ac but um the point remains the same so look just to wrap things up then so we've covered the structure um, Jao's given some really, hopefully, useful tips on um, preparation, gather your intel before you get cracking, um, having a game plan, managing time allocations. This is a time-specific task, um, as well as speaking up. Remember to listen well, be an active listener. Tips around just remembering things like people's names, what they said, take notes. I think these are all really great tips. Um, don't don't blame others as well deal with the situation embrace the situation if you're put with a group that you feel is perhaps not the strongest candidates you know as Zhao said I absolutely agree it's your time to shine then in that situation you know I would absolutely take advantage of that um, but Zhao have I missed anything or, or does that kind of encapsulate the general conclusion yeah I I think that that captures everything and and two final uh tip i would say just to to bear in mind 
One is if you do have a presentation to do at the end, when you're planning as a group,、um, certainly try to if you're comfortable comfortable try to be part of the、uh, presentation team because sometimes, especially if you have too many people, then not necessarily everyone presents. And also,、um, if you can try、uh, when you're presenting, try not be the last person to present. Reason being with these time or、uh, these these types of、um, Situation,、uh, the presentation very likely will go over time. Which means, if you are the last person to present, chances are you're going to have to scramble things together, or you're going to have to miss parts out, and so on. So just don't put yourself into that situation.、Um, the other thing is, also, it's actually a fantastic networking opportunity.、Uh, for example, with the interviewers, obviously not part halfway through the group exercise. Go, hey, can I add you on LinkedIn? Um, but but you know maybe afterwards and also the people in your team right、um, connect with other participants. I think、uh, it's very powerful to have the opportunity to learn from each other too.、Yeah. Cool, awesome. Two great final tips and thank you as ever, Zhao. Next week、no、we're gonna we're gonna delve into、um, higher view. And there's been a lot of questions specifically about that, just given the the time of year. But obviously, this is going to always come around at some point seasonally. So we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna grill Zhao about all things higher view. So stay tuned for the next episode.、Uh, again, these are gonna be coming out every Wednesday.、Uh, if you've enjoyed the session, remember to rate and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be greatly appreciated. We're on the push for a hundred ratings、uh, or reviews. That is by year end. I think we're on eighty three at last check. So we need your help. Please help. <laughs> All right, Jao. Thank you very much, and、uh, yeah, take care, everyone. See you next time. Thank you. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at invesco.com/qqq. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code Acast for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.